Welcome back to Why Two Kids. My name is Patrick. And my name is Taylor. And this is the show where we watch um, movies, TV shows, eat snacks, play games from our childhood. We were both born in 1997, so we're kind of making this era 95 to 2000. We're not 90s kids. We're Y2 kids. We are currently in the midst of our Halloween spooktacular. And this week, Taylor's pick, and you chose... Twitches and Twitches 2. Give me a little background story. Why did you choose Twitches? So... Patrick keeps telling me, like, I don't know what to pick for these weeks. There are a zillion options to choose from. There really weren't for me. I. You mean the Halloween weeks? Yes. Um, and so, like, there just really weren't for me. Like, Halloween is definitely probably my least favorite holiday. Um, I know that's very controversial because that's Patrick and his family's favorite holiday. But it is probably my least favorite, and it even was as a kid. Like, trick-or-treating was my shit. And, like, I told Patrick, my mom and I had a tradition where, like, Party City would always be crazy after school, of course, because everybody was going. So one day, every, like, September, my mom would pick me up early from school, and we'd go during the school day and have, like, a peaceful pick-out-my-Halloween moment. Um, And so, like, I liked Halloween, um, but it was not – it wasn't something I was – trying to find media to supplement you know i was telling patrick like honestly and forcing ourselves to do um like this spooktacular for y2 kids and also we're doing a series for a feature presentation this is the most like fall and like festive I, I think i've ever been for halloween so anyways i chose twitches and twitches too um because obviously can't have one without the other they are a sequel and um so basically i I remember really liking Twitches as a kid, and I remember that being something that I regularly would watch for Halloween, um, but specifically Twitches 2, I remember like loving the first Twitches, and then they were like, two years later, Twitches 2 is coming out, and I was just like, oh my lanta, like, I have to be in front of my couch at 8, 7 central to watch this, and I did, um, and I was so happy to revisit that this week. All right, before we really jump into the Twitches conversation... Um, I know that normally on the show we have snacks. We do different sort of nostalgic snacks. Um, really thought we were going to end up doing a whole lot like more candy for Halloween. Um, but no, this week you have uh, an activity apparently. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> so this thing that I have, I as soon as we decided we were going to do this show, I wanted these on here. But I did not know the freaking name. I use them all the time. They were a constant stocking stuffer addition to a gift. Like, they frequented my household to a very huge degree. Um, And I could never, ever remember the name of them. And then one day I was scrolling on the TikTok, and this girl was like, remember blank? And I was, like, adding to my Amazon cart right now. And I am a little worried you're not going to even know what these are. My activity today are bloonies. <laughs> Never seen those in my life. Bloonies are, well, I will show you. They're like a latex bubble maker. And so you take this like paste, but it's like hard almost. It's like wax kind of. And you form it around these little straws and then you blow them up to balloons and they're totally malleable. So what color would you like? You have yellow, blue, green, or um, red. You tell me what's my favorite color. Green. You got it. All right. Yeah, I've never once heard of balloonies before. I'm, uh, I'm googling them right now so that I'm not completely 
Left in the Dark. Are they spelled exactly how I think they're spelled? Yeah. B L O O N I E S. Okay. Um, Balloonies, magic, plastic bubbles. Okay. Yeah, this does. Um, oh, it's B apostrophe yeah, L. So let me give you a tutorial. So let me give you a, give you a quick tutorial. So we have this little tiny squeezy tube, right? Notice key detail here. Are you looking? In the lid, there's a pokey. So you have to screw the lid off. Oop. Puncture the pokey into the metal hold on break the seal never break the seal <laughs> in this case you will um and here we have loonies i'm gonna give a little like i said a little tutorial for patrick since he's never done it so it comes out it's like this it's almost like acrylic paint but it, you'll find that it's harder um and you're gonna put it all over the end of your little straw you're going to form it on there. And this will be good for you since you can't blow bubbles with gum. Maybe you can <laughs> finally blow the bubble of your dreams. Would you like to speak on that a little bit? I would not. <laughs> okay. So now it's kind of looks like a matchstick now. I have my bloonies on here and now I'm going to blow. <laughs> Give me a second. Oh, wow. Oh, whoa, whoa. Big bubble here. Big so bubble here. They're, like, malleable. They, like, seal on themselves. And so you have a little balloon. And they're just, like, these sticky little things. They're not, they're not sticky. I'm sorry. But they're just, like. Oh, it's like a it's trash like bag. Yeah, it's like plastic. <laughs> this is so weird. It is weird. Now we just have 50,000 of these for you to do that one yeah. bit. Um, here, here, you try it. Okay, hold on. And I'm gonna, I have my own loony. Okay. So, Patrick's going to try it himself now. I will narrate while I get my bloony set up. Because I'm going to have so much freaking fun with these things. So, yeah, just to, like, be clear. So, I talked to my mom a little bit in preparation for this episode. Because I basically asked her, like, why did we have these all the time? And she was like, oh, I used to get them at the dollar store. And, like, I just used to buy them for you and all your cousins. Okay, you're making a fatal error right now. Uh-huh. It's not smooth on the top. Hold on. Someone was not watching the tutorial. So. It's not smooth. It's bumpy. Y- n- yeah, I know. It's supposed to be smooth. Oh, Here, give just it make it smooth. You need to add way more, I think. Okay. First of all. And you need to, yeah, make it. Okay. Yeah, try that. It needs to be sealed around the edges, too. But just try that. Okay, so clearly it wasn't on there enough, like I said. <laughs> okay, you take it and watch me one more time. Um, okay, you also know that I don't care if I ever figure this out, right? You should care. Um, anyways, so I was like, Mom, why did we like literally always have these bloony things around? And she was like, oh, I got them at the dollar store. And she was like, you and your cousins just love them so much that I just kept buying them. And I was like, dope, cool. God, I can't get this damn... Dang it. Break the seal. Oh, is that it? Okay, there it goes. Okay, so let me show you this tutorial again because clearly you missed it. You need a good, healthy glob. I can't stress this enough. And if you want to, you can even just boop, squeeze it out. It's actually pretty mess-free because this it's almost like a wax. It's not like paint that's like, you know, 
I had that same exact amount on my stick. Okay, did I say I was done? Wow, wow. I think it needs a little more on top. <laughs> All right, so here I am. I think we should have a competition. Competition. A computation. A competition of who can make the biggest balloony. You've already won. So you can't blow bubbles with gum or with balloonies? These are literally like... I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So do you see... Take a quick, close look at this. Do you see how all the edges are perfectly sealed? Yes. It looks like I matched it. Mine was like that. It wasn't. I looked at it. I told you it wasn't like that. So now I'm going to blow. <gasps> hold on. I dropped my stick. Blew you down. Blew me down. All right, hold on. I'm talking to this mic. All right. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, it, it's, it, we backfire sometimes. Bloonies backfire sometimes. I'm not saying that they don't. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. Fuck. Oh, okay. Okay. Come on. Oh, there we go. Good job, P. He's making a pretty big one. It is. So I, I, I was so excited for this partially because of the, the smell. So let me show you. So they get these holes, and you can just kind of close them by, like, pulling it in. If you take this, I will show you how, how the professionals close up their balloons. I just made it up that they're called balloons. I'm just assuming since they're called balloonies. A lot of dead air on tonight's show. <laughs> not very um i think it has a, i think it has a hole oh it has a hole in it you win you win the balloony competition oh now now it's tied oh i didn't realize that all right twitches let's talk about twitches okay hold on i got balloony on my hands got balloony on me you I've shouldn't got, pop I've them. got bloony on me I fingers. Just, I just quickly want you to describe the smell for the people at home. It's it's exactly like you like huffing spray paint or something. So speaking of spray paint and huffing paint, when I was in I think middle school, I went through my like art era where I wanted to be a spray paint artist. Because and this is a real throwback for those of you who were on YouTube and Tumblr in like 2010, 2011. Mutant Boyfriend, a.k.a. Jonah Green, used to do spray paint art on YouTube. If you know, you know. Um, but I was like, I'm going to do that. Like, I could be a spray paint artist. Uh, spoiler spoiler alert, I could not. I cannot. But I, regardless, I was like, I'm going to become one. So, back in the day when it wasn't incredibly deeply dangerous to just walk down the street for young girls... Um, me and my friends would go on long, long walks and excursions. Um, and so my friend and I walked all the way, I mean, probably at least like two miles, um, to Kmart. Why we chose Kmart, I, I don't quite know. I guess that is technically the only thing that's close to us, closest to us that sells spray paint, but I, I don't know. That seems, that seems odd. 
regardless, we go, me and my friend Rachel, and um, we go to go buy some spray paint for, I think we also needed it for like a class project or something. And we go to the checkout, we walked like two miles to get there, and the people were like, you can't buy this. And we were like, excuse me? And they were like, yeah, you're like 12, you can't buy this. You might huff it. And I was thinking to myself, what? I'm just trying to be an artist. Like, you're literally cramping my style right now. Uh, and, yeah, they wouldn't. So, we had to call our moms to come and show ID to get us the spray paint. So, we walked all that way for nothing. It's exactly like when I was in college and I got ID'd for cough medicine. And the guy behind the counter explained to me what lean was. And I heard about that for the first time. Let's talk about Twitches. Uh, your first impressions after having not watched it in 15 years, uh, did it hold up? What did you think? We got a big balloony here. You really thought this would be a great activity for a show where we have to do a lot of talking. <laughs> yes. Okay. She's still, it's pretty big, pretty big red balloon. I don't. Okay. You done? Okay, you want to talk about Twitches now? Yeah, hold on, let me fill it up. Okay, now I'm ready. Um, okay. Well, first, hold on. Let me let me close this up because I I don't need acrylic bloony all over our furniture. I was gonna say our nice furniture, but let's be honest with ourselves, guys. It's from IKEA. Um, because we are true Y two kids. Um, anyways, so okay, yes, Twitches. Um. I I have a lot of mixed feelings. I do. I don't think I expected it to be great. I don't even know if I really expected it to be good. But I expected it to have some artistic in integrity and some level of quality. Because when I was watching these shows as kid as a kid, I never thought to myself, "Wow, this looks like shit." Patrick and I talk all the time about, like, if there's a movie that we can only watch on a DVD, we look at it and then we're like, what the fuck? Like, how do, how are we all just collectively okay with how these these things looked now that we have 4K and Blu-ray and everything? And um, so I, I don't know. I just feel like I don't remember anything looking particularly bad or sounding bad or, or like, I, I just – I remember a good production quality out of DCOMs. Um, Boy, was I wrong. Boy, were we just naive and l desperately looking for entertainment. Because this had, and I'm going to go on record right now, it had the single worst CG I've ever seen in my entire life. Can you think of something that's worse? Patrick's saying no. Yeah. It, it, was, it was truly the worst I've ever, ever seen in my entire life. And so, um... And it's a shame because, like, I think for that reason alone, like, that movie would never fly today. Like, I don't even think kids today who are used to watching really high-quality stuff would even take the time to watch it. Which I think is sad because, to be honest, I think that the story holds up pretty fine for a DCOM. I think um, Tia and Tamara have some really decent performances for being teenage actors. Um, I think that their supporting cast is truly awful, but I did appreciate... The cameo from two Degrassi characters. 
So, um, if you're curious, one was a, a literal two-second blip of Toby Isaacs, and then the other one was Griffin. I don't remember his last name. He was um, the guy whose storyline was about him having HIV and going to college with Marco and Paige. But if you know, you know. He has like a he has a real part. He like has a speaking role. Um, so that was cool to see. It was definitely filmed in Canada because like quite literally every single actor is Canadian. Um, but I love that because then it always means I see the grassy people pop in and out. Um, but yeah, what were your thoughts? Because had you ever seen this before? Uh, maybe, maybe I it was on or something. But let's be honest. I mean, like, you know, we we address this on the show sometimes. Back in the day, there were boy shows and girl shows, and boy movies and girl movies, right? And this was a girl movie, so I don't think I ever particularly like sought it out, you know. Like it, maybe if it was on, I, I have basically no memory of it. I didn't really watch anything with them in it because you know they were girls and they had girly shows and stuff, and so um, I don't think so. And yeah, you're right. Like my biggest takeaway from this, this is our first decom on the show, and. Um, Disney Channel original movie, of course. And I was just blown away by the fact that it just looks like complete shit. I mean, like, you could... I mean, I know it's been 20 years and technology's gone a long way. But you could make this movie for $100 in, in 2022. I mean, it really looks that bad. And, like, that's fine. It's for kids. I get it. Whatever. Right? Um, we clearly didn't care when we were children. Um, but what is so interesting to me about that is, like... Yeah, it's Disney Channel, but that's Disney. This is a Disney freaking movie. Obviously, it's not big, grand, you know, Disney theatrical. It's a Disney Channel original movie. I get that, right? But this was like Disney, you know, in at this time, this was Disney being bigger than they'd ever been before, you know? They had pulled themselves out of the dark ages. They had 15 years of, of new princesses and, and, you know, what people call the Disney Renaissance. The theme parks are expanding. Like, this is a company that, like, might have um, shut down. You know, like, that's how, how bad off they were. And now they've just exploded. And they, they're on the opposite end of this sort of 15-year explosion. And Disney Channel's bigger than it's ever been. And they're, they're pumping out these new movies for it left and right. And it's just so interesting to me that they would put out something that just is terrible. I mean, it's terrible. And and I don't, know, I don't mean that in like I didn't like it. I thought it was just fine. It's a, it's a I, I, this is you know not exactly super interesting criticism for a show where we go back and we watch shows from our childhood. But like it's a movie for kids. Like it's fine. It's perfectly you know cute and it has some funny lines and it's about sisterhood and you know it's it's for kids, right? Um, and I get that. But I just find it so interesting that, like, Disney executives were, like, allowing this to happen. Like, they were just regularly pumping out things that just looked like crap and were crap. I mean, I was this just sort of like a – they just couldn't keep up. They couldn't make enough things. You know, they were just trying to make as much stuff as possible to keep up with the demand. I don't know. But it definitely – it's just, like, it doesn't feel at all like Disney, you know. Um, and – I don't know if that's a money thing or they just didn't care or, or whatever, but it's just so interesting to me that they wouldn't spend the money, that they wouldn't care. This is a brand like so interested in its image and quality and like being perfect. You know, there's a huge difference between Disney World and Six Flags for a reason, you know, and this is just like one division of their enterprise where they just went like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> that, that's so interesting to me. 
Yeah, I always did get the vibe that, like, while Disney Channel is called Disney Channel, I always just got the vibe that they were just, like, separate. You know, like, I never compared Hannah Montana to Princess and the Frog. You know, like, I never thought of those as coming from the same building, you know? Um, but they do. You're totally right. Um, um, but I, w- I, would, I do think, to give the movie some benefit of the doubt, you know, they're trying to do something that... Harry Potter did, let's be honest, with a zillion dollars over 10 movies, and they clearly just don't have that kind of time, money, or budget, uh, or time, money, or, um, or, uh, like, resources, and so I do think that they were trying to do a particularly technologically challenging thing. Like, I think about, like, some other DCOMs, like Quince, you know, where the entire premise is about a girl having quintuplets as she's a teenager, she doesn't have them. I'm sorry. Her mom has a very different movie. That's, that's on a, that's like Sean Baker's next movie, but, <laughs> but <laughs> really cracking yourself up with that one. huh? <laughs> I was cracked up by how cracked up you got. Um, but it's about, um, a girl who's a teenager and her mom has quintuplets. So like the whole entire movie is like in their house, raising these, big babies and whatever like i'm i'm assuming that movie even though it's before i think that's a 90s film i think that came like right after brink um i think that you know that probably looks better because they just weren't trying to like green screen a bunch of shit you know like they were trying to do magic here they were trying to take you in a literal faraway new parallel universe with castles and and shadows and you know like it was technical technologically advanced what they were trying to do and do I think they succeeded in it visually? I mean, just God, no. Fuck no. Um, but, you know, they tried. And like I said, I, I genuinely think that, like, the script is, like, decent. I expected it to be worse. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, you, you watch the first, like, 30 seconds, and you're like, oh, no. And, you know, you chose two of these. We're going to watch both, and we watched them both. And I was like, wow, it is going to be a long couple hours of my life. And they're, they're very easily digestible. But I have to push back on that a little bit in terms of the, like, uh, the script is fine. Like, they uh, – the biggest problem I have with this movie is the magic, okay? The magic – Taylor nods her head. The magic, there are no rules to it. There's no, there's no obstacle to overcome. There's no nothing. If they hold hands and they say Kalamazam – Whatever they want to happen will happen. And because they do it with, you know, the, the love and bond of sisterhood, they can then wipe out the bad guy of the Magic Kingdom or whatever. Um, it doesn't <laughs> – it's – listen, I know it's for kids. I don't want to pick, you know, pick it apart or whatever. But that should be, especially in the first movie, where they've learned that they're witches. They didn't know this. They didn't even know that they had a sister. They come together – it should be about them learning magic and like them being bad at it and like oh no we can't do it we're not going to be able to do it we've been failing at magic for the past 45 minutes and then they figure out to do it right at the end to defeat the bad guy whatever but it's really not like that like they're kind of just good at it already and at the end they're like are we going to be able to do this yes because i love you and then they wipe out the bad guy and the movie's over and it was it was definitely like 
could we have built to like something? I mean, I liked the I liked this premise. I liked the idea of there being this magical world where these twin sisters were born and they were sent off into our world, but there's still darkness and despair in the magical world and they have to go back to fix it. I mean, that is like that is the plot of many successful fantasy franchises or whatever. You know, like it, it that premise works. And I understand why they would just, like, go to, like, simple, like, fantasy tropes just to, like, bust this movie out. But, I don't know, just, like, another draft or just, like, ten more minutes of work into it would have made it, like, just better. And I think that's what's so interesting to me. It's, like, they really didn't seem concerned with better. You know, like, they had these two Disney Channel stars. They just wanted to make a movie. And they wanted to do something fantasy-like. They wanted to kind of do their own Harry Potter thing. Throw it together. What is the most basic um, uh, uh, plot? Who are the most basic shells of characters? What are dads like? Well, dads complain when their daughters are late to things. You know, like, it's that. Um, there are these tropes. And it's just it's just very straightforward and simple. And that's fine. But I, I thought, you know, it could have been better. I was really surprised at how... How much, because I, like I said, I never really watched T and Tamara stuff. I really liked them. I thought that they were really likable and, and, um, and, you know, very easy to like side with and stuff. And so I would have liked their movie to be better because then I think I would have like considered it to be, <laughs> to listen to this huge bubble, <laughs> I would have considered it to be, you know, one of the better, uh, uh, DCOMs, which haven't seen one in a long time aside from this one. Um, <laughs> she wants me to keep vamping because she's still blown. Haven't seen one from a long time. <laughs> Haven't seen one in a long time other than this one. But I just, I have a feeling that like, there's got to be, some of these have got to be better than this. They just have to be. They're in my brain better than this. And um, I don't know. They, they, they must be. Guys, I wish you could see this balloony right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was listening to what Patrick had to say, but oh, damn, it's going down. But that was a big ass balloony. Anyways, R.I.P. Anywho, um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm totally with you. I, the magic, the magic, really makes it fall apart. I, I, I'm embarrassed at the fact that I did not initially say that because Patrick is 100% right. I think I've just been like on this high of revisiting something that was so nostalgic for me that I, I totally forgot to mention that. But yeah, the, the, the magic is stupid, and I think like them not wanting better is a really great way to put it because like. I think that they wanted serviceable. I think it's serviceable. Um, I think anything with Tia and Tamara was going to be serviceable on Disney Channel. Um, but at the same time, like, they definitely did not want to make it good. They did not want to make it, like, beyond the average, you know, decom. So I'm very interested now to take what we've kind of learned and with this and looking back at it and see um what other decoms are like and how they've held up i'm very very eager to do that but i don't want this to become a decom show i you know when when deciding to do y2 kids i knew that that was a trap that i, I could easily fall down on um and so i don't want to do that so i'm holding myself accountable and i'm not going to pick a decom for a while but just know that like it is something that i'm very interested in revisiting when we do finally pick another decom um something that was so nostalgic for me and i was just looking over at patrick and he just it was like I had three heads because he had no clue what I was talking about. But when the first, when I was watching Twitches, like the original Twitches, and Rush by Allie and AJ came on, I transcended. 
I quite literally like came up out of my chair. My soul left me and I went back to 2005. Um, and not because of the song. I mean, partially because of the song. But it reminded me that what Disney Channel would do to promote these movies was commission these teeny bopper idols to write songs about them. Or... or They didn't write anything. They sang the songs that were written. Yes, sure. Um, But, yeah, they would commission these, you know, like, other stars. You know, Ali and AJ are decom stars in their own right. They, you know, cowbells. And they were... um, One of them, Ali Mashaka, was on, right? I think, Phil of the Future? No, I think I just made that up. Um, I think she was. Anyways, they were decom stars in their own right and Disney Channel stars. Um, And so when they were commissioned to perform uh, Rush leading up to it, you were like, oh, my God. Like something that I would actively be excited about when new decoms would come out would be like, how is this song that I've now grown to love and it comes on every commercial break? How is this going to play into the movie? And they would play little clips of the movie. And, um, oh my God, I was just like, I totally forgot about that. That was such a genuinely successful advertising technique. Um, because it would have all the information you needed and also like have this banger song that was like perfect for what you liked and listened to because it was on the channel that you liked and watched. So, um, wow, that was such a throwback. Um, any additional thoughts on Twitch's two? I got to say, to be honest, and I'm not trying to pull in your pick here, watching the second movie did nothing for me. I mean, like it didn't, it didn't make me consider anything else. It didn't like cement any further point in my mind. It was just like, yep, that is another 90 minutes of Twitch's. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I regret to say that I completely agree. It was really just a continuation of the first story. It didn't really feel like a sequel at all, other than the fact that they looked so much older, which is weird because the movie only came out two years later, and at this point they're already, like, teens, so they're not doing that much development, like, developing. But, um, yeah, oh, my God, they look so much older. And they replaced a bunch of the original characters. Um, like, Ileana is n- – is, uh, well, I think – I thought that the dad was also replaced. Maybe not. Well, glaringly, Ileana was replaced, and that just made me very uncomfy. Um, But, yeah, so it was just a continuation. It didn't feel like a sequel. They did add a couple arcs, like, um, you know, them really diving into the magic part, them diving into the princess part, them trying to, you know, find love and and romance, um, and, you know, yeah. But it it was just... I, I... you know, sequels never live up to the original, and that's even true with decoms. I, I, I guess you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just more of the same, which is fine. Um, it was, it was completely pleasant, and and difficult to dislike. Um, but yeah, uh, listen, this happened before in the show. It will continue to happen. Where the other person's pick does a lot more for them than it does for that person. That's kind of why we set it up like this, so that we don't have to like bicker every week about what we're choosing like we just get to kind of take turns sometimes it's going to work out for both of us sometimes it's not listen i don't think i'd ever seen this movie before if i had i don't remember it um and so yeah i liked it just fine it is a decom it works for halloween time perfectly pleasant um if that's your thing um go for it yeah and i will just say like you know as i find the kind of movies and tv shows and media that i like prefer to watch like i've become I don't want to say a critic in the sense of, like, oh, I'm critiquing art, but I'm, like, I'm a self-critic of, like, 
I am very critical over the things that I choose to spend my time watching. Like, I will just be like, that sucked. That was awful. I hated that movie. Um, and Great criticism. <laughs> you, you know what I mean. But I'm just saying, I can be very hard on, on movies if I feel like it's wasted my time. Because I don't have a lot of time to waste. Um, I'm busy. And so, I, in watching this, with how horrible the production quality was and how... Um, secondhand embarrassing the dialogue could be at times and the acting not from Tia and Tamara but from supporting characters um I thought that I was gonna be more like I hated watching this like this was so stupid this is a bad pick but I didn't I like genuinely enjoyed watching it I enjoyed having it on in the back um it served its purpose of being, you know, a Halloween-y thing to have on the TV. And, um, yeah, I was just, like, surprised at my tolerance for something that was, you know, designed for kids. Like, we watch kid shows all the time. But we say a, a lot of the time in, in our criticism on the show of, like, oh, The Replacements, like, it has genuinely really great messaging. It has really great storylines. It has really great, you know, blah, 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 for adults. It's great for kids and adults. Um, I, this is not great for kids and adults. But I liked it just fine. I like enjoyed myself genuinely. Great. Next week is back to me. It is my pick, and um, I had to say Taylor alluded to this earlier. I've had some sleepless nights over this pick because I only get one more Halloween pick, and um, my two picks from now. It's November. It's no longer Halloween. I only get one one more Halloween pick, and uh, I, I've been nervous about it, and I have felt like. There's a million options. What am I going to choose? And I'm going to throw out some titles of things that I didn't choose. Some honorable mentions, maybe some things I'll pick in the future, um, but some things that have been on my mind. Can I rate the ones that you... Sure, yes, you can rate them. Um, the Scary Godmother. I don't know what that is. Oh, maybe I should choose Scary Godmother. I think that that would blow your freaking mind. No, I'm not going to, though. Monster House. Ooh, I remember see. I actually thought about Monster House. I remember seeing it, but I don't really have an attachment to it. And I can't. I think I saw it babysitting. So, like, it was for other kids, not me. Ah, real monsters. Very familiar. I can't remember. I can see the little guy in my mind, but I can't remember, like, it. Alvin and the Chipmunks meet Frankenstein. Um, I almost picked this just for Alvin Alvin and the Chipmunks. I love Alvin and the Chipmunks. I really wanted to just do all the Alvin and the Chipmunk movies. And then there's, I don't think you know this one, there's like a, a 1999-2000 Legend of Sleepy Hollow that's like CG. William H. Macy plays Ichabod Crane. And I, I YouTubed it because I wanted to just like double check that it existed basically. And um, so you want to talk about bad CGI. I, I was like, I don't think I can sit down and watch this for 55 minutes. It, it looks that bad. Can I say something? I've never, ever seen a Sleepy Hollow interpretation. <sighs> okay. See, now you're making me feel like I should have picked some of these things. Oh, what am I going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to my choice. I'm going to you know, stick that with my choice. And, and I have to be honest, I, I told Taylor about this pick a couple weeks ago because, not told her as in like I'm going to choose it, but I told her it was on my mind. 
because um, I was like, I don't really know if this like counts. And she was like, we made up the rules. It doesn't matter. Pick whatever you want. But, uh, and, but I'm the one that goes, yeah, but like we shouldn't choose stuff from the 80s. We shouldn't choose stuff. You know, we shouldn't choose Lady and the Tramp just because we watched it. You know, like this is about things that were on at the time. Things that would come on premiere at 8, 7 Central. Things that we would buy a ticket to go see. That's what we're, what we're aiming for here. And in truth, this was a show that we watched, maybe you didn't watch, I'm not really sure, that we watched in reruns. However, I think it's close enough, it barely kind of ekes its way into our 95 to 2005, I think the show ended in like 97 or something, and it's just, I feel like it's iconic enough, I'm going to go for it, I'm specifically choosing the Halloween specials of Roseanne. Ugh, tough, tough one. You you talk about that more. Okay, I will. I'll be glad to. Address. Uh, this is a show that it was on during this period, you know, um, and I would never ever choose not the Halloween episodes. I would never choose this show um, otherwise. However, the Halloween episodes are so iconic that they will serve both purposes. They will be both Halloween and a revisit of Roseanne. I think that there will be plenty to say about what has happened to Roseanne, what has happened to the show, the legacy of the show, all those things, as well as um, it is it is legit about Halloween, okay? I felt kind of like, I don't know if I want to choose Aria Monsters. I don't know if I want to choose Sleepy Hollow. I could technically choose those anytime. This is about Halloween. I would never choose a random episode. I don't care about the show that much. But these episodes were so iconic that I felt like um, it's perfect time. Choosing Halloween specials specifically. So I will be honest. I love I loved Roseanne. Like those kinds of shows. Reba, Roseanne, um, Growing Pains, like, all of those reruns, 90s, early 2000s shows, like, I love them. I ate them up. Um, and, um, yeah, I, like, I don't feel bad about that. Like, you know, like, we did not know then, especially as children. Like, we literally did not know then. We didn't have access to, like, internet um, then. Um, and, yeah, like... It, it just was what it was. You know, it was on TV. I really enjoyed watching it. I think that watching it is going to be really nostalgic for me. It's interesting because, like, I would consider myself, like, a Roseanne fan. Like, back in the day, I mean, like, speaking on behalf of my younger self, I would have considered myself a Roseanne fan. I don't remember these Halloween episodes. Oh, they're they're great. They they set up, like, haunted houses in their house, and they bring the neighbor ki- neighborhood kids through, and, and they had just all these ridiculous effects and stuff. And um, I kind of scrolled through and I read some of the synopsis of like some of the various episodes and it looks like some of them were sort of like monumental episodes for the family and stuff in terms of like drama. So I kind of feel like we're going to get a little bit of everything. And like I said, I would never choose to show it otherwise. I would never just be like, let's just watch some episodes of Roseanne. Um, There are things a lot more pressing, but this I felt like was just sort of its own thing. And um, and yeah, I did it and uh, not sorry about it. I mean, a question that we ask ourselves on this show is, has this aged well? We know the answer to the Roseanne question. It has not aged well because of the association of Roseanne to the show. Um, And so, like, 
I, we shouldn't just pick and choose what we revisit because at the end of the day, we didn't know what we were watching when we were kids. It's the same reason that we talked about when we talked about Jeanette McCurdy's book, you know. Um, we still watched iCarly and loved it. We didn't know that Jeanette was going through all those things. We still watched Roseanne and loved it. We didn't know Roseanne was a horrible person. I don't think the world knew yet, though. I don't think that she truly was yet. Well, yeah, to be fair, yes. Um, but I am excited to revisit this. When you said they build it out in their house, this actually is ringing a little bit of a bell for me. So um, I, that's fine. I am, I am happy with my Twitch's choice, but I'm a little bummed that you chose Halloween episodes of a TV show because I was going to choose Halloween episodes of some TV shows and I felt guilty about it. Too bad, so sad. Finders keepers. Uh, where can you find the show online? You can find us lots of different places, but mainly you can find us at www. I, I just wanted to throw that in for the, the little nostalgia. Um, www. Feature presentation backslash. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, but you can find us on featurepresentationvideo.com. That's where you can find all of our projects, not just this one. You can find Y2 Kids there. You can find the Vince Vaughnathon where we're watching every single Vince Vaughn movie in chronological order. And you can find our featurepresentationvideo.com exclusive podcast, Feature Presentation Video. And we're having a lot more Halloween fun over there on that podcast. And that is not available everywhere. That is available only on featurepresentationvideo.com. So please go and listen to it. You can also find us on Twitter at Y2KidsPod. Um, and you can email us at Y2Kids at gmail.com. Or Y2KidsPod. Or Y2Kids at gmail.com. Y2KidsPod. Verified. Y2KidsPod at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought about these picks. What would you have picked if you were in this situation? We would love to know. So thank you so much for tuning in. And you, oh, sorry. And you can find me on Letterboxd at Taylor Malone. If you are just so excited to know what we're watching and when, follow me on Letterboxd. And if you want to hear a lot about baseball and random thoughts in my head, you can follow me on Twitter at Mailer Talone. Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, at Patrick J. Regal everywhere you find people online. The big place is the website, featurepresentationvideo.com backslash Y2Kids. And uh, yeah, the full archives, everything we've ever done. Uh, last week's Halloween episode, um, all that fun stuff, everything on the website. We're publishing free stuff five days a week, no paywall, um, just just fun stuff. And um, yeah. Can I just say, saying the www dot, does that make you think of a specific show? Because it does for me. No. www.amandaplease.com All right. Uh, perfect way to end it. Uh, we will see you guys next week. See you then.